Welcome back to Retail Therapy, episode 22. My name's Will DeFreeze. With me in the studio today, my loyal co-host, Barrett Dudley. Barrett, how you doing today? To 2022s. Did you know that I, in my uh, my truck in high school, I had 22-inch rims? I did not know that. Yeah. See, you're like an onion that I get to peel back every retail therapy. <laughs> Um, did those did those come with it when you got the the car or no, did, I, was that a no, Barrett I, Dudley I, I, exclusive? That was a that I threw those choppers on there. You know that mm-hmm. that was my that was my dream in high school. Honestly, I don't know if there's been a better like cop in my entire life, like a more fulfilling one, than the day that I drove down Richmond in Houston, Texas, pulled into like you know the glitzy like rim shop mm-hmm. and was like four of those please, and like saved up all my hard earned money from like doing little DJ gigs and like working at the shoe store and like all this type of stuff. And I put 22s on, on the, uh, on the Yukon. And it was, I mean, just like, you know, probably top five cop for me of all time. Generally speaking, nothing feels better than buying something that you desire. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, that's why we're here, right? Yeah. That's exactly why this podcast exists. (laughs) What can't be said enough is how much more satisfying that was when you were in high school. And Mm. like, those things were such status symbols for you. And it was like, even just having the Pioneer radio with the with the dash that clipped off. Yeah. Like, yeah, even yeah, having yeah. something like yes. that, you just felt like you were just on top of the world. And I, I say that as somebody who drove a 1995 Subaru Legacy. Uh-huh. It was just, we we didn't have the fad of, like, you know, getting rims or anything. Right, right. Uh, well, I, I mean, how, that's probably a lot tougher in a place like Michigan. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. One, we didn't have any shops that would do that for <laughs> you. And two... Uh, Subarus just don't look as good. Well, right, right. Well, and also, like, there's like you're dealing with the winter, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can't you can't just be popping snow tires onto your 22 inch. Exactly, rims. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you uh, are you a fan of the movie uh, Johnny Tsunami? Uh, sure. I'm a fan of all those Disney that 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 era of Disney movies in general. Mm-hmm. You know, Brank, Johnny Tsunami. The list goes on. Um, was the one with the uh, the chick the the Z Z chicks with the you know. <sighs> Xenon? Xenon, Xenon, yes. Xenon yes. was when I started kind of fading out of caring as much, okay. but I did have my Xenon time. But yeah. I really enjoyed that Johnny Tsunami, uh, when he moved to, I think, Vermont it was, when his dad forced him to move mm-hmm. to Vermont, his mm-hmm. dad immediately just bought like a a green Subaru wagon or like Volvo wagon or a Saab or something. And I was just, I, I really enjoyed that move as somebody who who just will always look fondly at uh, green station wagons after I drove one for way too long. Yeah. That's the beauty of Subarus. Yeah. You can drive them until they die. Uh, here's a little tidbit for you, though. Johnny Tsunami and Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, they came out the same year. I believe that. So I believe that. I, I mean, maybe maybe Johnny Tsunami was more in your right in, in your wheelhouse. But, yeah. But they uh, that 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 was the era for me. It was like Brink, uh, Alley Cat Strike, Johnny Tsunami. Those were kind of the heavy hitters when mm-hmm. I was really mm-hmm. going through my decom phase. Those okay. were the ones that I cared the most about. Yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, but where were we? Oh yeah, it's it it might I might be a little off today. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do my best to pull it together, but it was a late it was a it was a late night for me last night. Yeah, I'm very impressed. I was not expecting um, you to come in today, saying that you or sh- or should I say it was late night talking? Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can't um, say that you might be a bit off today and then drop something like that. Yeah, but I, I was. Mean, a, uh, yeah. What? Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like you, you talked about 
making the Harry Styles concert happen out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. sure enough, you made the Harry Styles concert happen I did. out of nowhere. I did. And all it took was me just like lightly dipping into my 401k to do so. So that's understandable. It would, you know, that's it's just the type of thing that you have to do when you are a person that must remain um, you know, with 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 the pulse of pop culture. You know, we we were going to talk about this later, but I actually I'm just going to expedite the process because okay. I want I have so many questions I want to ask you right yeah, now. Yeah, let's 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 talk Love on Tour, baby. Okay. So, is that what it was called? Love, Love on, on Tour. Love on Tour, yeah. Yeah. Harry's House Love on Tour. The first question I'm going to ask you is a very self-serving question. Mm-hmm. Did I make a mistake by selling my ticket to this concert? Oh, man. Um and by selling I mean telling Sally that she could give it to her friend and I never actually received anything <laughs> back in, in exchange for the ticket. Uh, I'm, I, I'm going to try to be really honest with myself here and say that, no, you did not make a mistake. Okay. Yeah. But you don't, re- I mean, you obviously don't regret going to, the I don't concert. regret going to this concert because with, with, with anything like, you know, we're, we're, we're two millennials here. Everybody knows this about us. Like we, we, we prioritize events over, you know, almost anything events and experiences mm-hmm. almost they, they are. They go hand in hand with the things that we that we like to buy that are physical objects, right? Correct. Whether that's clothes or or food or, or you know or, or candles or whatever they might be, it's like they're they're all kind of they're the same to us. Like experiences and items are kind of the same. Yeah. So as a as as something to put into my like bag of experiences, I don't regret it because one, I learned a lot, and uh, <laughs> just about just about how popular this man is. With a very specific demographic. I feel as though you had a similar experience that I had when I went to Justin Bieber and Uh kind of realizing like, okay, this is like, I I knew that he was big and Mm -hmm. I knew that, you know, he's got a a catalog that he can kind of pluck from. But I didn't know that a crowd could eat out of the palm of someone's hand quite like they did with Justin Bieber. And I imagine that it's on that level or even more just based on Harry Styles' recent kind of rise. I wish that I had gotten to see the Bieber concert because... I have a hard time like believing that it was to the level of this. And maybe it was because when I was thinking about recent artists, recent musicians that could that could like demand this level of adoration and and hype from a crowd, like obviously I went back to the Beatles and Elvis and then in the late 90s and the early 2000s like I imagine that this is what it was like to be at a Backstreet Boys or an NSYNC concert. Yeah. yeah. And then after that it's like yeah, Bieber came to mind. But I, I, you know, is 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 modern day Bieber? Does does he drive the same thing? I see. I don't think modern day Bieber of, does. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the loudest that that crowd actually got at Bieber was when he played Baby. And okay, the, and that's that kind of tells me like okay, like <laughs> I, we're kind of getting a little older here, right? Right. It's, but um, Harry Styles is kind of he's peaking at the right time. Yeah. So to so to elaborate on on this a little bit. Uh, this stadium, the new Moody center in Austin holds like 15,000 people. I would wager that 12 to 13,000 of the audience of the sold out crowd last night was, was women was, uh, was female. And from the moment that, that there were like murmur, like, you know, like, Oh, what's happening over in that corner? Like, is he about to come on? Like it it was high pitched screams at a decibel that I, that, that is hard to describe for the next hour and a half. 
it, it was it was all out insanity. Okay, you and saying like, this confirms exactly what I was thinking. He, and that he, is- the the stage setup where he was like it was a square right in the middle that he, he that he moved around the whole time with like with uh, with big kind of arms extending out of either end, which he would walk down, and like all this man would have to do is like show a little enthusiasm in the middle of a song like he'd be like he'd be like Mick Jaggering his way down the, the little catwalk arm and he'd like do a fist pump and like the crowd would erupt just fainting into yes basically <laughs> he, his okay. fans also have this thing like between songs where they don't cheer they scream they start doing like this dog pound whoop like a it's 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 not okay so dude. there's some it's, insider stuff yes, that like we're not yes. even privy to and then on top of this and like one of the you know I, i'd be lying if, if if i said this wasn't one of the reasons why i wanted to go but like the, it might as well have been a halloween party the way that 90 percent of the crowd was committed to dressing up for this event okay so cowboy hats pink mesh lace boas like boots like just everybody was like to the nines like kitted out for this event on monday night uh, some dinner plans fell through. And so Sally and I decided to go out to dinner, uh, and every single person in the restaurant, <laughs> I looked at Sally and I said, what's going on? And she goes, well, it's the Harry Styles concert. Yeah. Every single person in the restaurant was dressed like they were going to some type of electronic <laughs> digital rodeo or something. Yeah. It was, but yeah. it was sparkly pants. Yes. It was, it was cowboy hats not made of you know the materials that you would make cowboy hats out of it was it was just disco it yeah, was like a yeah. disco rodeo disco cowboy is was kind of the vibe yeah yeah and, yeah. and i mean it was every single group that came in it was just a different group dressed in a different way all of the same aesthetic that was all kind of this like the disco rodeo yeah yeah basically and how did he dress there get, get as extra as you possibly can you know, I, that, I saw that, some that stuff was... from the concert last night on Instagram, and I saw mm-hmm. that he was wearing uh, what appeared to be uh, some type of cowboy outfit, but yeah, flirty. It, it, it was oh, it was very flirty. Um, he was essentially in a Canadian tuxedo. Okay. It, it was denim on denim, and it was like a, a kind of like it was a vest, a sleeveless denim vest, unbuttoned with nothing underneath, of course, uh, and and kind of like a like a like a moto style flap collar that was emblazoned with like you know, kind of outlined or piped in sequins or, or glitter of some sort. And then wide leg flare denim trousers. He's a big wide leg flare guy yes. these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And on the butt pockets in that same like pink bedazzled sequined embroidery was like H and S. And then um, he has worn different colors of these throughout the the uh, the run here at Moody Center. Uh, but he had on uh, Adidas Gucci Gazelles. Okay. As the as the as the footwear. And I know I've, I've seen, I saw some pictures from previous nights where he was, uh, at least one other night where he was wearing a different colorway of those. So my, my, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's all custom Gucci for this, uh, for this tour. That wouldn't surprise me either. Um, but like, but, but yeah, I mean, he, he's, he, he is, he is making just great calls across the board. Like the the thing that he's doing where like he won't talk about his sexuality, but he's like kind of gender bending in the way he dresses yeah. and he's like very fluid and like and like all this type of stuff. Like it's it's regardless of of you know what his orientation or whatever is, doesn't really matter because this is just this is just smart because that's what like you know, that that's what the youth is all about right now, and well, that's what they embrace. And like the fact that and it's kind of look, man, it's fun, it's sexy. The fact that he can 
do anything he wants and wear anything he wants and paint his nails and get tattoos and like all this type of shit. Like it's it's incredibly appealing on like a broad on a broad on a pretty well, broad scale. You and I have said it before. Like a lot of the style inspiration that I draw from is has nothing to do with men's style. Like yeah. honestly, I think a lot of men's style blogs are things that are not for me. I don't care about a properly uh, tailored suit. Sure. I mean, I do care about a properly tailored suit, but that's not what I want to read about, and that's not how I'm yeah, dressing. That, that does not ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't get the passion yeah. going. Right, it, but yeah. when I see like photos, like street style photos of women in New York City, I'm like, okay, this is actually way more in yeah. my wheelhouse. Yeah, and so like seeing him do that is just it, it's kind of like comforting, like being like, okay, I'm not taking things far enough. Mm-hmm. There were photos that came out of him playing golf at a local club called Driftwood, Driftwood where he's yeah. it was on Dumois, which I've recently unfollowed Dumois as it's it's given me the creeps for some reason lately. There's too much information out there. Um, but they they photographed him and he was just wearing those flare leg like bell bottom yellow pants and like a white like a white like wide collared shirt. And that's exactly what I want Harry Styles to be golfing in. Yeah. Can I tell you a story that I, I, I heard? I don't know if this is the right photo, but th- this is kind of his his yes. general golf look. It's good here. It's good. You know, which is very kind of it's like British 70s, but also kind of Arnold Palmer, right? Yeah, it's very so, Arnold Palmer and Jack yeah, Nich- yeah. Nicholas and everything. It's it's perfect. Uh, so I, I'm not going to say who told the story because uh, one, uh, I don't think they'd want me to say it. And two, I have not gotten clearance to tell this story in a public <laughs> forum. So I will just be telling it, hoping that I don't get a slap on the wrist from anybody. Okay. But I've been told a story of somebody who was out at the golf course that he was playing and they saw him playing. And they took out their phone because they knew that their daughter was a big Harry Styles fan. The person that was doing it, not to you know expose them, but I'm under the impression that they were too old to care about who Harry Styles actually was. So he pulled out his phone and was recording Harry taking a swing. And, and Harry saw that he was getting recorded. And he turned around and said, you know, excuse me, sir. I'd appreciate it if you didn't record me. And he didn't say it in some kind of like hasty way. He didn't say it in some negative way. He said it in a way that was just like, hey, you know, this is my personal time. Do you mind if you just don't record me taking yep. this swing? Well, then he goes up and apparently he just absolutely smacks one down the middle of the fairway <laughs> going about 300 yards. And then he turned around to the guy that was recording and said, I wish you would have gotten that on camera and then drove <laughs> off. And I was like, you know what? That is such a likable Harry Styles story. Like it, he he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's why he is, if not one of the biggest stars in the world, like, I mean, I think that's probably safe to say that he is already, yeah, I think so. but I, he has got a long, extremely, uh, you know, just grand career ahead of, ahead of him because in, by, by all accounts, he is like really, uh, you know, how can any of these people be down to earth, but as down to earth as you can get for a level, a celebrity of his level, mm-hmm. he seems to be, and like he, he pauses the show he interacts with the crowd. He reads people's signs out loud. He sings happy birthday to a to a girl that's turning 25 who's there with her grandmother who's turning 80. Like the whole, you know, he's just very in touch with that element of like engagement with the fans in a way that I don't think somebody like Justin Bieber is anymore. He's a con- he's a consummate entertainer. Yeah. Like like Bieber Bieber when he did his show was just I'm going to play a hit. I'm going to play a hit. I'm going to play a hit. I'm going to take my shirt off. And then I'm going to play hits with my shirt off for the rest of the show. <laughs> and that's all he did. It was an hour and a half of just number one hits. And it was entertaining. It was fun. But you kind of felt like it was just a, a you know, a play the hits factory. Mm-hmm, I mean, he mm-hmm. didn't do anything besides do that. And so, yeah, I, I think that Harry has that entertainer in him that 
I think a lot of people don't. Right. I have yet to see Don't Worry Darling. Have you watched it yet? I have not, but I, I'm, it's, it's, uh, it's high on the list of, of things to, to knock out. Any negative feedback that that movie has received has not deterred me at all oh, no, from no. going to go see that movie. I will be going to Honestly, see it. Honestly, the more mixed the reviews, the more I want to see it. Correct. I got to go judge for myself, right? People have his, – his performance has been – I'm not going to say widely panned, but it has been somewhat panned. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> tracks with what I've heard. And uh, – to be honest, I don't care. I kind of just want to go for the entertainment value of yeah. it, but we'll see. I mean, he's new to the acting bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. So He's got to get his reps in. He, he does. He's got to get his reps in. And I just love – the guy plays golf, man. He's here in Austin, and he's, mm-hmm. play, and he's playing golf in his free time. Like, good. You know, apparently, he's, apparently, he loves playing golf. Put that guy in Us Weekly because he's just like one of us. Mm-hmm. Man, it's almost like we're best friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Demois – Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just touch on a on a quick conspiracy theory that Dem- that I believe uh, stemmed st- from Dumois. Stemmed from Dumois. Yes. Do Do you think that Harry Styles is secretly bald? So I actually went into this recently, Barrett. Uh, okay. We we did a we did a, a, a conspiracy podcast on Patreon for my other podcast, <laughs> Circling Back. And instead of going with something that's you know a tried and true conspiracy, I decided to go with something a little more modern. Sure. A, sure. A, a, a new twist on an old favorite, and I decided to go with is Harry Styles bald? And you know what? He might be. <laughs> I don't. I haven't found any evidence that convinces me that he's not bald, but I also haven't found that much that convinces me that he is. And so, you know, he, he just might, he might be. Okay, let me give you. I'll give you a for and against. Okay. For the fact that he is bald is the fact that while disputing this, he hasn't just like leaned over to a reporter and been like, "Pull my hair, dude," because that's what I would. Do. That's what I would do. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. His hairline's a little. I'm not here criticizing hairlines. I'm just making an observation. His hairline is a little back. It is, and that scares me. Now, but but that that's a good segue into my against this conspiracy theory is that it's consistent. Yeah. The 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 peaks that he has at the mm-hmm. back, like all the like he's had that for a while. Like every time you see, like it it. You're never like uh, I never see photos of him, and I'm like, mm, his hair looks weird there. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And like there's no shortage it's, of photos. It's not I mean, doing like a Donald Trump thing where you're like, what is what's happening there? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like how yeah. does how does that how's that working? <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, you know, I, it, he he moves around a ton. Like I I know there's all sorts of like great hair stuff going on these days, but uh, I feel like even the strongest adhesives could not hold on during a concert he, yeah. that he puts on. Right. Like you sweat during those kind of con- I mean, yeah. maybe not you, but like I mean, people I I would sweat at his concert. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the adhesive that I would have on my scalp would hold. Not that I have any. This is all that. Na- <laughs> Do you want to you want to pull on it, Barrett? This is all natural, I promise. But yeah, I I would like to know, but it doesn't I mean, he's he's got it going on. Yeah, he just really he matter. just does. He does. I don't want him to be, I don't want him to be a clean-shaven guy though. I want him to wear a wig if he needs to because I I, I like I like mm, my right, right, larger right, right. than life performers to have a lot of hair. Uh, uh, look, uh, the, here's the other thing. If he's got anything, right? It's got to be it's plugs. Look, take a guy like Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Who is literally bald in like a 1995 episode of Jerry of Seinfeld. Yeah. And then yeah. now has like. Wasn't he know, on news radio? Like he was definitely bald on news radio. Yeah. What, all the shows he was making guest appearances on as like a. Yeah. You know, as a quirky little character actor back in the 90s. And then he was Ari Gold and he's like got a perfect head of hair. And I have no issue with plugs. You know, so I have no issue with people doing whatever. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're not taking things too far and getting weird with it. Like they, you need someone in your corner that tells you when you're trying to fix your your self uh, deemed flaws, mm-hmm. you need someone in your corner to tell you when to stop fixing them, <laughs> that they have already been fixed and you're only doing damage at that point. Mm-hmm. But if people want to fix that stuff, I'm all about it. Yeah. 
let me let me fix my flaws. I'm, I don't I don't want anyone shaming me if I do anything drastic. I can't have that happening. No, we want you to we want you to do drastic stuff. Barrett, how many people do you think last night uh, were partaking in a little bit of something called early bird? Mm. You have to think being an Austin company, you see, I'm seeing billboards popping up all over town for early bird. Not only that, I mean, I've, I've been using it all the time. If you're not familiar with early bird, these are recreational hemp products that contain around two and a half milligrams of natural THC and around 12 and a half milligrams of CBD in each gummy. And like I said, the reason I asked that is because it's, it, this is the local Austin company. Yeah. People are calling you the earliest bird. Because you've been you've been riding for so long. I mean, you could make a case yeah. that I was one of the first five people to know about Early Bird <laughs> in in general. Um, Early Bird's a company that has supported you know my podcast from the beginning, supported this podcast from the beginning, supported everything from the beginning. Uh, they're a local Austin company. I know the guys very very well. Uh, they're not just you know acquaintances through work. These guys are friends of mine. They're former roommates of mine. Uh, and at the end of the day, these guys make a product that any person that I've ever recommended it to people have come back and said I loved it. I want more. Uh, they've got so many different flavors. I absolutely love the watermelon, love the lemon. Uh, I actually took one on a recent flight and it treated me very, very well. And I got a great night's rest. Uh, big fan. Go make sure you try some. These help you feel great without getting too lit. And, you know, some people use them pregame a little bit. Some people use them to relax. I'm, I'm, I'm on the relaxation train these Either days. way, man. Yeah. You know? But right now, and this is for everybody, uh, we have a one-time use code. So if you used our old code, guess what? We have a new code. It's, called, it's Wix for 20% off everything on earlybirdcbd.com using promo code Wix. So like I said, if you use the, our old code, code SCARIES, you can go back and you can get a new code, a new order using Wix for 20% off everything at earlybirdcbd.com. Now I'm guessing that's Wix as in a candle wick. W I. CKS, yeah, yeah. not like the not, website not that you build a website on. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Barrett, we have something that I, I, I hate to say this. It has nothing to do with clothing. It mm. has nothing to do with. That's okay. Um, you know, lavish purchases outside of maybe maybe a little bit of a lavish lavish purchase, but who knows? It's it's kind of it's kind of open ended at this point. Um, before I actually say what we're talking about. I will say that we've kind of entered a season that is very conducive to something that is very easy to throw together and look classy, which is just a simple meat and cheese board or a charcuterie board. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things about football season is when I see Sally come home from the grocery store and she just has a, uh, uh, just a bunch of cured meats and cheeses with some yeah. chutneys, maybe some, uh, some almonds, maybe some olives, olives. Maybe we have a tapenade going on. Yeah. yeah. We could, we could have some figs, anything. But, you know, I have to admit that over the last few years, I kind of have charcuterie board fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, you can only eat so much so prasada before you start just being like, okay, I'm eating a lot of meat here. That That is true. And, you know, I don't know if you've seen the stock market recently, but but meat is off the menu for for uh, for some, you know. I mean. The prices. <laughs> the prices. I tell you what. Yeah. Cured meatflation is a real thing. Yeah. It's the yeah. And now we need to, I think we need to go to something that's a little less, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like if, if you go to the grocery store and you're in the cured meat section and you're looking at like how much a pack of prosciutto costs, it's like, what? don't even show me the price, man. Just like, like, you know, let me feign at the register, but I'm not, I, I can't, if I stand there and, and look for too long, I'm, it's never happening. You might as well have someone just punch me in the face from behind the <laughs> shelf. But now we have two different things that we're going to talk about today. And both of them are things that I think I'm very in on. Uh, our first one is butterboards, yeah, which is something that I didn't know existed until literally today. 
Have you, have you, have, do you have any experience with butterboards? So I knew that this was a bubbling trend. Thank you to TikTok as that, that is now the birthplace of all trends. Every, every trend. Uh, <laughs> it's the, it's where the vibes go to shift. <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah, that is true. And so I, I, I knew what a butter, I knew that the, that the butterboard craze was happening. I'm going to be real with you. I didn't actually know exactly what, what a butterboard was or what was happening on a butterboard until, until um, the New York Times, which is where all trends get explained to millennials. Yes, exactly. Uh, that that uh, told me exactly what it was and broke it all down for me. And Barrett, I see that you don't have a New York Times account. Would you like me to add you to mine? I, I do. It just, for some reason, it always signs me out. Like it wants me to log in every time. I don't know why. Um, but, uh, but yes, I need, a, I need a, to, to make sure that I'm okay. I'm Cause I mean, here. if it, if it I, means, I, you know, if only... it means furthering retail therapy, I will put that, you on okay. my plan. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what here, let, I'll make a bougie reference for you. You know what this, a butterboard, like what it recalls for me hmm. is the starter that, uh, that local MML establishment Clark's brings to you. Yes, which, they do. Which a... is a wooden board with their house made bread. A couple of radishes, a little drizzle of salt. They salt bay the board, and then beautiful butter. It's very French smeared across. There's so, there's a name for that, and it's yeah. escaping me. But there's a name. Oh, for it's the... it's, a, it's a butterboard. Well, <laughs> it's not, there's something else that it's called, some okay, French right. term or something. Yeah. Um. And yeah, you're right. And this honestly, I thought you were gonna like make like an artist reference or something because like the butterboard that they use for the New York Times like featured image looks, and a lot of these images look like this artist Kinda Khalidi who I've been following for okay. a while, and like it's almost spot on for her. Yeah. But if you don't know what a butterboard is, I'm just gonna read you what yes, the New York Times yes, please, explains to us per TikTok. Uh, it says in the past two weeks, butter has been smeared, swooped, and spread across all manner of surfaces and social media in the name of a butterboard. Not co- to be confused with a charcuterie board, this is exactly what it sounds like. It's butter on a board. A communal butterboard is less recipe, more technique. Soften some butter, then feather it out on a wooden cutting board or a slate or marble cheese platter. Then drizzle some honey, grate some lemon zest, scatter some edible flowers or some chili flakes, add figs, maybe radishes. That flaky salt artfully masks reality and then serve it with some bread. And I think all you do is just dredge that bread you right just through dredge, there. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you know, there's talk of possible recessions happening, Barrett. There's talk of, you know, crashes happening. So that's we need right. to be more economical. Right. What better way to, to transition into a more economical state than to just make bread and butter with some other accoutrements what what better way to save some money than doing this instead of going out and spending $17 on four pieces of prosciutto? Yeah, and I mean, this look, everybody loves house-cured meats and art- artisanal cheeses. Mm-hmm. But when you get down right to brass tacks, you know what is really really good? Bread and butter. Yes. That yes. that's that, that that's what I that's that's the piece of this that I like is like you know, I can spend 500 bucks on a sushi dinner, but you know what's awesome? McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, so that, that that's obviously like we're, we're a butterboard is more elevated than that. It's like a little bit closer of a, of a simulacrum, I would say. But but it's it's it, it's also I had no idea how like, you know, you mentioned these things look like pieces of art. They're, they're gorgeous. They are gorgeous. They're very like eclectic. They're it's almost like it's, it's refreshing. It kind of looks like it almost looks like when they like people spread out hummus for like a, a hummus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like. More, t- I'm just kind of over hummus at this point. I mean, you could for our for our lactose intolerant or vegan friends, though. True, you could do you could make you could do a hummus board in this exact same style. You really could. Yeah, just bust out the sabra and just spread that thing out. 
<laughs> bust that sabra wide open. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know that I'm getting old because when Sally and I uh, were checking out after our wine tour in Italy, we bought more bottles of olive oil from the, the vineyards than we did actual <laughs> wine. And I just got a shipping notification today that our olive oil is en route. And so, Barrett, I might have to have you over at some yeah, point in the near yeah. future and we can have competing uh, butterboards. I, I would that that would be that would um, that would be fun. I would this one. This one's this one is just like almost giving Pollock. Uh, and I'm <laughs> I'm very inspired by 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 this one. I would like to. Ed- edible flowers are apparently a big piece of this. I guess. I, I, I mean, I'm down to go find some, but I just don't want to go foraging for stuff that for- isn't edible. <laughs> you don't want to forage for edible flowers? Yes. <laughs> I just worry that my foraging is not going to be up to snuff. You can forage for edible. What if you could forage for edible flowers at the same time that you could do some fall apple picking? That would be perfect. Yeah. That would be, I think you could cut up some apples and put those on the butterboard. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So butterboards, man. That's... That's the wave. Well, there's something else that has also popped up recently, and I actually saw this for the first time. Uh, this was actually more popular this spring, uh, but a noted actual – the first person to ever write for Sunday Scaries that was not named Willa Freeze, her name was Kendra Serdahl. She was working for Thought Catalog for a long time, and now she's in the startup world. Uh, but she, I follow her on TikTok, and she recently posted something, I, I believe – uh, her partner is a chef of some sorts. And okay. so they always have very interesting food stuff. And what I found was that she was doing a, a tinned fish board, which at first kind of rattled me. And then the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, okay, this is actually perfect. And I mean, Barrett, are, are you a tinned fish person at this point? Yeah, Cause I, I feel am. like people so are this, becoming more and more into tinned fish than ever before. So, so this is, I can claim to, to be a, a tinned fish, um, you know, alum. This is something that like, that, that, uh, that my dad was always into okay. is like, you know, tin sardines, put them on a cracker. This is a, by the way, this is just a, this, this goes perfectly in hand in hand with the butterboard thing, because as you're kind of like pairing back your, your super extravagant charcuterie boards, Tinned, tinned fish um, or, or, you know, cured fish or whatever is like a really nice replacement for the super exp- expensive soppressata or salami or, yeah, or whatever else. Yeah, go get yourself some mackerel. Um, and th- it's – look, I'm not going to lie. The, tinned fish is not the most approachable food on the face of the earth. It's not. You have to overcome the the hurdle of, you know, eating fish out of a tin. Which is, you know, it's not the sexiest thing in the world. Well, I mean, is it just an oil and like vinegar? Yeah, the, or some just... some fish is packed in in oil. Some is packed in vinegar. Some is just packed in water. Uh, but the, the, the this is it, it's kind of again, it's like you're paring it down. It's just it gives you like a salty brininess to go along with that butter and bread. That's really just like hitting that pleasure center. You know, even quicker than than the meats and cheeses do. I think I, I, I'm not kidding when I say that I might just go straight to the the store after this and just buy some tinned fish just the, so I can go is, out and do I, this. I also really like this because like I'm also just like a um, an anchovy fan. Like mm-hmm. I love a I love a Caesar salad, like a real Caesar salad with the anchovies either in the salad or or in the Caesar dressing. Um, there's a great like just like super basic red sauce pasta dish that I that that uh, that I've made before. That uses like a, an anchovy paste. Yeah, um, just an un, underutilized, you know, flavor in, in fish and in uh, in recipes. Because do you have are, a, do you have a favorite scared, Caesar? Scared of it. Do you have a favorite Caesar in Austin? Oh man, um, there's two that come to mind for me when I think of my favorite Caesars in Austin. So hold on, because we I just had what I thought was maybe one of the best Caesars I've had 
And now where I had this is, is slipping my mind. So you go ahead. One of my favorite Caesars in Austin, which is I would recommend splitting this Caesar, is uh, at Jeffrey's. Uh, you can split the Caesar and it's more than enough for two people to have for their their thing. And they have the anchovies just straight up chilling in there. And I love it. Yeah. Uh, also, the other Caesar, which is a very popular choice from the same restaurant group, is uh, at Sammy's. Okay. They have their Caesar salad that actually has a little bit of marinara sauce kind of drizzled in hmm. there. And it's a very interesting thing. But a hack that you can do is if you don't want to go spend a bunch of money on Sammy's Italian, instead you can spend a little bit less a lot of money <laughs> at uh, Favorite Pizza and you can get the exact same uh, Caesar salad as at a nice Italian restaurant. Uh, I just remembered. Okay. the m- My favorite brewery in town is Meanwhile. Mm. And they have a pizza truck there called Side Eye. Okay. Their Caesar salad is also incredible. I, I'm kind of bummed we have not been to Meanwhile together. Yeah. I, I very much enjoy their their stuff. And the most of all, I enjoy uh, just the general branding. They have done so oh, many details around their brewery yeah. that I'm like, I wish I would have thought of that graphic for Sunday Scary. Yes, they, they're crushing life. the merch game. They're crushing the, the atmosphere and, and, and the environment and great food trucks there. Uh, and the beer's not bad either. You know, I also want to just, we're talking bread, we're talking butter, we're talking salty fish. In the the butterboard thing, they mentioned like a flaky salt. That's just an, that's an ultimate food hack. Everybody needs a bag, a little thing of Maldon flake salt in their kitchen. I'm really glad that you led this. That, 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 I promise you, just like toss a little bit of those, those salt flakes on a salad or on salmon or on something. And you're going to be like, I'm a chef. I'm glad that you led <laughs> off with this because uh, as I used, I lived with a guy who is, I mean, at, at this point he was, he is a chef and he always had that around. And that's when I, that's where I fell in love with it. This was probably four years ago and I've never known how to say it. And I'm always worried that I'm going to try to dress it up and sound like an idiot trying to make it sound too classy. Cause I'm always like, is it Maldon? Is it Malden? Is it, what is it? And I never have any idea. Well, this is another one where I'm just saying what I say. Yeah. I, I don't actually know. It could, you, it could be any of those. You were right in the middle of those two. Yeah. And that's, that's, I, I think that's where you like to live. <laughs> I think that's where you want to be right now. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you couldn't really come at me for that pronunciation. You couldn't. Whichever, no, like, whichever. Yeah. Cause you could, if somebody said you said it one way, you could be like, I clearly didn't say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, whenever you cut open a steak and you just put some of that on there, I swear to God, it makes it taste thirty three percent better. Yeah, I think that's a good estimate. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think I think it is upon us. I think this weekend is the. I think this Sunday is when I bust out either a tin fish board, a butter board, or maybe a combination of. The I think two. I think you could do a combo. You know who I think would make a really good one, Micah. I feel like Micah could get very into this. He yeah. makes a chimichurri that is just. <laughs> Yeah, extra garlicky chimichurri. I could that see. Micah. I could see him being like a just knowing his way around a tin of fish. He's very. He is underrated in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, he was my quarantine. He was my lockdown friend. He he was really the only person I saw for a significant period of time in my life, and uh, he would make me great meals all the time in lockdown. It was a, it was a nice little savior. Oh, go out there and get some butter. Shouts to Micah. Yeah. I can't wait to drizzle some of our overpriced. No, actually, it's probably not even overpriced. We probably got it for cheaper than you get it in the States. Our olive oil over some just fresh butter. Yeah. <sighs> little slice of heaven. Little slice of heaven, baby. Uh, let's transition real quick to something that's probably, uh, you know, something that you've heard over the last few weeks on this podcast, which is just clothing talk. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As I do, I've, I found that my relaxation app of choice as of late has been Tumblr because there's no actual commentary on there. There's no like any comments. There's no replies. There's no anything that I can read and get angry about. And so what I've been reading 
is or looking at is just Tumblr. And the other day I was I was going through and I saw a stretch where that I couldn't I couldn't stop looking at it. I saw a stretch and I've chosen four photos to put up today of just people wearing hoodies with long jackets. And this has brought up several questions that I I have. One of which is uh do I need to buy a long coat or jacket? Uh two, where do we stand on hoodies? And three, where do we stand on hoodies paired with long jackets? Okay, yeah. A lot of um, questions there. And my and my the question that I want to lead off with though is is this a is this recent because it doesn't feel recent to me. I feel like this has been something that's been brewing over the last like 2 or 3 years. Yes. Uh potentially I would even say longer than that. Yeah. I would probably I would probably wager closer to 6 years. Um that that's that's probably like like when this was I would say 6 years ago is when this was like a like a style swerve. Yes. Right? When like somebody would somebody like GQ would say, put on your best like athletic hoodie, yeah, but then top it with your most luxurious top coat for for a midday Sunday coffee yeah. run. You like, know what I mean? Michael Cera and, and, and <laughs> Jonah Hill taking a walk in Midtown, yeah. wearing blah blah blah, and it's like, yeah, I've, we've seen this before, right? So, but it's it's also like it's it's not a. I think in in today's world of fashion, it's like not something that goes away because it's just very, it's just very functional. Yes. People are still wearing a lot of hoodies, and a long coat is is something that doesn't ever really disappear from the streets, especially in places like New York where there's a lot of walking going on, and it also gets very cold. What's the status of BPCs these days? Um, the the I would say the big plaid coats have they're they're, they're again similar to this like look in general. It's just not bleeding edge anymore. But like I also I, I never it's also one of those things that's that's um that like doesn't totally go out out. Mm-hmm. I think if I was it, you know if I was buying something big and long this fall, I would look for something a little more classic, like a herringbone or um a micro houndstooth or a puppy tooth. Because I feel like I've seen more houndstooth in the last this season than I have in the last three years. Yeah, I feel like houndstooth and particularly like. Little tiny hounds too. I feel like I've yeah. seen it in a lot of places. But the 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 larger, more colorful, like exploded plaids will probably begin to look dated in the next couple of years. My favorite look of all these is actually the one with it's the orange jacket that she's wearing with I don't even I mean a blue hoodie, but I think the pop of color is actually really nice. I I, I would fancy myself probably the guy that's wearing like all black, but mm-hmm. I really do like the orange coat that just kind of you know like I I don't want to say it, it's like how you described your new sneakers. It's like it's so loud that they don't match anything, so right. it goes with everything. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I and I'll just I'll, I'll call out these two on the bottom right here as well because this is actually <clears throat> if you are in the market for something like this, we can just talk details details right quick. This is the style that that you should most that you should go for if you would like the longest lasting piece as far as like trendiness goes. And the the difference that I'll draw here is that. These these styles are are more what we'd consider like a Balmacon or a Mac coat, mm-hmm. and so they don't they they have more of like that shirting collar, yeah, and they button all the way to the top rather than like a traditional top coat, which has like bigger, wider lapels, yeah, almost more like a like a piece of tailoring. Um, and then I think both, but the, the definitely the one on the left has these raglan sleeves instead of inset, so it's got the curved seams that where there's no actual uh shoulder seam and so it's 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 a more casual look it fits more naturally over things like sweatshirts um and gives you kind of like that oversized drop shoulder look as opposed to the more tailored like right on shoulder 
uh, vibe of a of a more traditional top coat. So that's that's um, that, that that's one way to kind of like keep this look closer to the to the you know the the uh, the, the most fashionable edge. Where do you stand on hoodies? Because I, I I have a group text, and I don't want to say that this is not a this is not some like fashion forward group text. This is just guys, and it's a very split decision on whether or not uh, hoodies are acceptable for people in their mid to late thirties to wear. And I think it's a, I think it's I understand where people are coming from, saying like, dude, you're too old to be wearing a hoodie. But that being said, one, I live in Austin, so you can dress down for any situation. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm a podcaster, so I can dress down for any situation. And three, I just like a hoodie once in a while. I went through a long period of time without wearing hoodies pretty much ever. And over the last couple of years, I've bought two different ones that I've really fallen in love with. But I, 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 it, am I just overthinking it or do they trend like kind of little kid or kind of punk teenager sometimes? No, I don't, I, I don't think that they I – I definitely do not think there's an age limit okay. on, on hoodies. Okay. Uh, that, that I'll say first and foremost. Um, for me personally – and actually, I think I said this on an earlier uh, on an episode early or this year, probably in January, about maybe even uh, last December, that for, that I was was starting to buy more crewnecks as opposed to hoodies, mm-hmm. and and I had been you know far more of a hoodie over crewneck guy for the previous several years. I mean, the thing about the, the the thing about the hoodies is like over the last five six years, like as casual wear and street wear like started trickling upstream into high fashion, like as like everybody from Burberry to Gucci to every brand in between all the way on down to like off-white and then to streetwear labels like Ame Leon Dor, ring the bell. Um, <laughs> or, or, and Noah, like... 40, we made it 40 minutes. <laughs> We're doing good. Um, You know, like like a hoodie was just like, that was the piece that you needed from a brand, right? It's yeah. a logo piece. It's a, it's a comfort piece. It's a go with anything piece. So it's just like, to to some degree, I I feel like they got a little ubiquitous and a little saturated. Yeah, I um, I, I probably didn't not I didn't need to buy a hoodie this year. Yeah. I did I absolutely did not need to. I have two in my closet, one from Noah, one from Ding Ald, and both of them are great. They both serve their purposes. The Ald one is like that thick, yeah, uh, really heavy Super fabric. Heavy Terry, yeah. Whereas the Noah one that I have is just kind of a little different. Has like the button thing. I mean, whatever. And. I, I got duped this year. I got I got completely upsold when I saw that ALD dropped the cashmere hoodie, which is something that I've been wanting for a long time now. And yeah. I cannot stop wearing it. And that's a totally like, like like yes, that that's a totally different play. Like I almost it is a hoodie, yes, but you know, it is technically a hoodie. It is literally a hoodie. But it's almost like a different thing. It's more of a it's more of a sweater. It's it a is. piece of knitwear rather than a piece of terry or fleece. I'm not just wearing like I'm not I wore it to travel. I wore it uh, on both flights, and it was the perfect flight companion for yeah. me. Uh, I've worn it out. I have worn it every, almost every single night just at our place. I will get out of the shower and just put it on no shirt, and I'm like, I'm the coziest I've ever been. Yeah. I, put on, I put on my old hoodie the other day, and I was like, I'm absolutely ruined right now. <laughs> and, and I have no plans of buying I – I think I'm, I'm pretty much done clothing shopping for the cold weather at this point. Yeah. And so I just don't really – I don't feel bad about overspending on a hoodie, but I'm like, did I waste a little bit of money by just buying like a, a bougie ass hoodie? No, nah, no. Nah. I mean, you, you, the like, that, that's a nice piece to have. The, the, I wouldn't question yourself there. I, you know, one of the things like that we're talking about a layering look here with a with a long coat over a hoodie. 
one of the one of the main reasons why I think I started finding finding myself gravitating towards crew neck is because they're um, they're a more natural layer. Yeah. There's the, with with a when you're dealing with a hood, you kind of have to make sure that the jacket like works. Yeah. Like the the collar doesn't get too splayed or it doesn't get like smashed down or it's not like uncomfortable behind but your dude, neck. Some and hoodies like, have better hoods too. Like so not every hoodie is made equally. Like no, a good yeah. a good hood is a good thing to have. Sometimes if the hood falls too flat, then I'm like, what? Like this is just kind of a weird look yeah. because it looks like it's just falling off me. If the hood is too perky or yeah. like whatever, and it's hitting you in the back of the head, wherever you sit down, that's also annoying. And if a hood is not functional, then that's like the most annoying part of anything. If I want to be able to be on the flight and show someone that I don't want to talk to anybody, I want to be able to put that hood up and shut my eyes. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to do this look. I think I like it and I like it for certain people. I just don't think I have it in me. I also don't have a jacket to pair it with. So that kind of makes my decision for me. The, the, I'll tell you what, I, I have not, I own a couple of long jackets like this have not worn them in two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, it's like, it's one of the things that just kind of got obliterated in a place like Texas where yeah. it was already kind of a stretch. You kind of had to force it. And then with the, you know, the, the, the pendulum swinging towards things like fleece, which are just so much easier to wear. Yeah. Especially here. Especially uh, here. You know, if I live in a place like New York, I would have a top coat. Exactly. I would have some, I would have something long and I would probably wear it all the time in the wintertime. It would just be easy. Yeah. Like, I mean, not to be weird, but like if I was riding public transportation, I would love to have a long coat that I can like sit on and kind of just like blanket myself in and not have to worry about getting dirty. Well, and, I mean, you're walking, it's legitimately cold. Like yeah. it's a, the, the length is like an added layer of protection for the bottom half of your body as well. Yeah. When you, and you just like hardly ever need that here. Yeah. So that that's the, this look is definitely like, you know, it's it's better for places where you're where it's one actually cold, two you're walking around more. Do you ever have like an existential crisis over like just when you sit down and you really think about how many fits you're leaving out on the table by living in Austin? <laughs> like, do you ever just wonder? Like, do you ever wonder if that satisfaction you can? It's just something you'll never be able to like capture. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it's also yes, I definitely do. I definitely do. And and. Uh, you know, on the list of reasons why, like, I always wanted to live in New York and why it's like a giant regret of mine that I never got the opportunity. You to should do have so. had, you should have done it. You should have done a three year um, stint. Yeah. But I should have done it when I was like 25 to 28. You can't do it. Anymore. No, no, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. It's over for you. It's it is. If uh, you go, if you go for a three year stint at this point, <laughs> I'm going to, and we're keeping this going. Cause I, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that, that is a, that's arguably a top five reason is because you, you just, the opportunity for fits is is so vast. At the same time, it, it's a nice crutch to have here to just be like, oh, well, we don't live in New York. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's, yeah. It's very, it's, it, to some degree, it's like kind of convenient. Um, and, and I, I will also just reiterate like something that, that I say on this podcast often. And, and for the, one of the main reasons is that I just like have to constantly remind myself to do this as well. But like you, here in Austin, you can wear anything you want. You just sometimes have to force it and run and like run the risk of not being as comfortable as you might have been if you had just stuck to something really basic and casual. Yeah. Or you run or or run the risk of people being like, huh, that guy or girl looks like a little like too stylish for Austin. Right. But like what that that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. You know? Something like, something I, I also think that I have completely take for granted at this point when I crave that cold weather is that I take for granted how casual you can dress in Austin. 
you're not going to, I mean, uh, any restaurant or bar that you and I want to go to, we're not going to get denied because we're wearing something different. I mean, unless we're wearing something completely egregious. But if you go to New York and you try to get into a bar after 10 p.m. and you're wearing some kind of like different shoe, like if you're wearing op- like if you're wearing some Birkenstocks, you might be told like, "Hey, get the hell out of here." Mm-hmm. And that could be, in, I mean, definitely Chicago. I can't, I don't, I can't really speak to New York, honestly. But uh, you know, we we are able to wear anything anywhere and really get away with it most of the time. And as someone who would prefer to dress down as opposed to dress up most of the time, it's it is a beautiful thing. So I, I don't want to complain too much, but sometimes I do just get depressed just thinking about like just absolutely vibing out in layers, you know, <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm turning the AC down in our place to like 65 at night so I can just go get, like, get that cashmere hoodie. Yeah. I get that cashmere hoodie going and yeah. just call it a day. Yeah. Absolutely. And I will say, uh, even if you're looking for your own cashmere hoodie, there are a lot of options out there that aren't from ALD that are much more reasonable. Uh, I'd, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't just panic buy it because I was uh-huh. afraid it wouldn't be there. And like you had that store cred too. I had a store cred that, that made it a little easier to digest, but it, it was killing me that just thinking like, okay, well you've wanted one of these for years now. If you don't do it right now, uh, you run the risk of this just disappearing on the site because the the early access email will only get you so far. And I'll be honest, I think my cost per wear by the end of this season, I think I'll be right in a place where I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. And th- that being um, said, is it time? Yeah, I think it is. What were you but just going to oh, say? I was just going to say, you should drop some, we, or we should drop some links to some other uh, cashmere yes. hood johns. There are a lot out on, there. On the digest. Mm-hmm. I think, I also want to propose something to you at some point, Barrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the second the weather starts consistently being cooler, I think you and I need to document looks for an entire week. Okay. And I want to do this for a couple different reasons. One, I just crave content at all times. <laughs> Two, I want an excuse to get dressed up yeah. like every yeah, yeah, day yeah. for a week. And yeah. I and three, goes, yes. I, I just kind of want I just kind of want to see how that would go. Okay. Uh, I love a good mirror selfie. Big fan of just any mirror selfie in general. Um. Well, I did. I did just get this bad boy right here. I finally upgraded from my iPhone 11 you got the purple. to the new one. Well, you know, purples. That's the new color. I had to had to show off. I'm really angry right now. Um, Sally told me that it was a much lighter color than what I'm seeing in front of me right now. Yeah. I was gonna. I had the purple in my cart, and she said it's it's pretty light. And I said it doesn't look light. I. I. You know. I. I treated myself like a celebrity for this. I. I got on. <laughs> I um I started checking out with this. There were none of these. There were none of the one that I wanted in the right size and the right color in Austin. Yeah. There was one available at one store in Houston that is not close to my parents, but I called up my dad and I was like, Dad, <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta get down to Highland Village to get this purple <sighs> iPhone for me. And so he did it. Thank you, Dad. Uh and then I like mailed him a UPS label and and had him like pack it up and drop it in Love at, it. at UPS too. So it was <sighs> I was he was my personal assistant. Um getting this phone for me just like uh isn't there somebody what, what, what there's a reference that's just like escaping me right now uh, that's like probably like Ocean, I, I think i think i'm thinking of oceans 13 when ellen barkin gets al pacino's character the gold telephone see i the thought gold cell phone yeah that sounds yeah that's probably it i thought you were gonna go with uh dave Chappelle acting as diddy making the people okay. from making the band go get breast milk go get yeah yeah that too um so yeah so there, that's a great segue though to um i'm really jealous to, of you right now to cops that's, to our cops and, sally and talked about the purple so i went with the the space gray or whatever and i'm a I, i'm a member of the very exclusive club of the iphone upgrade program and so i uh, i've been lazy about upgrading my phone this time around but my phone should be here uh between now and november 5th per apple not exactly the best time frame 
we'll see. The I'll say I'll say this. I, I've not noticed a, the the increase in my photo quality is like so far noticeable, but not like as impressive as I thought it was going to be. The video is absolutely shocking. It's crazy. It is insane. It's crazy. How good it is. What did you upgrade from? An eleven. Yeah. Yeah, so you're getting the big upgrade. I mean, it, you're it, getting. No, it's a huge upgrade yeah. on camera, but I'm, but I'm probably just not that good at taking photos. But like the videos, it's like you can just be a dum dum. Make sure that start, lens is clean and start taking videos, and you are like, oh my, wow, oh my god. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's it, why that's the only reason I, up, I upgrade. And if I didn't work in in you know media in some capacity, I probably wouldn't care as much. But the reason I upgrade pretty much every phone is because one, Apple makes it pretty easy. And two, I just, I just, I like having the most recent camera. Mm-hmm, I'm a camera mm-hmm. boy. Barrett, do you have any wish list updates slash imminent cops that need to be on everyone's radar? Yeah. Um, so I led off this podcast talking about Harry Styles and talking about um, events and experiences. And that's where I'm going after uh, a conversation that that I had with my partner this weekend and it's one that you and I and Sally have all talked about as well. So here's what I'm adding to my wish list. And I'm adding this in no small part in hope that uh, somebody in particular uh, listens to this. <laughs> wink, wink. Not Will, on my wish list is my very own backyard hibachi party. I, this, I, this tickles me. <laughs> this tickles me. As someone who had their backyard hibachi birthday canceled last year because it was going to be 40 degrees outside... I absolutely. Well, I need this to happen. I I can't. I still can't believe that no that none of our peer group in Austin has 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 made this happen. It's terrible. It's terrible. Like the the wave is already over in Houston. It's dead. Yeah, like it's the, a everybody did it. It's 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 a faux pas. It's it's passe. Luckily, the but, weather the way the weather's going right now, we're entering backyard <laughs> hibachi season. Uh, but my birthday is next month, and uh, you know, I, I just. I, I just I want this to happen. I really, really want this to happen. So if you don't, if you if you don't know, if you are if you are not friends with with people that have done this, or you haven't uh, participated in one yourself, the reason I know about this, like I just alluded to, is because th- this like was like a wildfire spreading across our friend, like our friend and peer group in Houston last yeah. year. Yeah, and like every weekend for like a stretch of nominally six months somebody new was having a hibachi party in their backyard mm-hmm. and they come and they bring the whole Benihana style hibachi style set up. And there's a chef with the tall red hat on and everybody like sits in like almost like, you know, stadium seating. You're that you're, you're watching the show basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the chefs do, they do all of it. They do the onion volcano. They do the shrimp tail flip into your pocket. They do the, 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 um, the fried rice heart at like the whole mm-hmm. kit and caboodle mm-hmm. right there in the comfort of your own home slash backyard. And, uh, and I'm, I, this, I just, this has to happen. You know what I, you know what I was getting geeked up about this weekend? What? Is the idea of doing my own personal, like, uh, wine and beer pairing for this. So you are like, speaking my language. So right like, now. here's the beer option. This, this is what I think is the perfect match for like, you know, the hibachi steak or whatever. If you want to go wine, this is the wine that we're serving. Like I'm in. Yeah. So no, no but, cashmere allowed. Cause if you get an onion to the chest, <laughs> you're, you're going to be devastated about that dry cleaning bill later. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of, a lot of oil on those, on mm-hmm. those hot hibachis will. So be, mm-hmm. be careful with the, the cashmere. It's BYOB. Just bring your own bib and call it a day. I'm going to go buy like a bib on like Noah or something and call it a day. Just get some flex wig or uh, bib. 
my, my, I'm doing something I, I don't like doing. And for the second episode in a row, my wish list item is something that is a replacement for something that I should have never lost in the first place. This past year, I did a big clean out of my closet and I gave away something that was, I was absolutely swimming in it. But I think the way that fashion is going these days is something that I probably should have held on to because mm. it was just baggy enough to look a little, you know, fashionable at this point. Talk about a barn coat. I got a barn coat a couple of years ago at the deepest discount from J. Crew. I think I got this thing for about $40. Wow. And it, when I got it in the mail, I was like, this thing's awesome. It's great. But because it was just a little big and I wasn't wearing it as much, I decided to uh, donate it to a, a we do a donation at Christmas every year to a family and I gave it away. And I'm starting to realize that, you know, I need to replace this with something. I can't just do the wax jacket all year. I need something that I can just toss on and, and call, call it a day. And while this is not the exact jacket that I want, I just put this link up here. This okay. is an LL Bean one. It's just a dark green or uh, to be honest, I think I might go with the, the, the khaki, the khaki, the khaki, the khaki John. Yeah. Um, what's it, What are they calling that color? What is that? Saddle? Saddle? Is that okay. What it says? Okay. Okay. Well, we can get cowboy with it. Mm-hmm. That's um, well, that it does. It's got more of a western flavor. But I like you know? the I like the barn coat. Just toss over something. Uh, it's it plays in Austin if you're just going out to dinner and you can just you know just toss it on the chair. And so I think I'm going to replace it this year with something. And I think this might be my final purchase of the fall season. This I think to to make this very 2022 though, right here on these two pockets where my mouse is, you need a giant pink glittery glittery embroidered W and then a D on this side. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not so wrong. That, that's, that'd be my one suggestion. I need, I'll DM Harry and see <laughs> if he can connect me with his people that do the custom monogram. There because you go. I, yeah. I am, I got some pants in the mail recently that uh, I, I kind of want to get the WD on the ass cheeks uh-huh. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this would be big for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's all she wrote this week, Barrett. Another solid app. We do have some big – we've got a guest in the hopper. Didn't work out today, but it'll work out in the future. Uh, in the meantime, please make sure to go follow at RetailPod on Instagram. We've been posting stuff there. Probably going to start ratcheting it up, honestly. Okay. I, I feel like I've been underposting. It's time to ratchet. Yeah, it's time to, it's time to do more. Uh, look out for just any stuff. I think I'm going to start doing our wish list on there. Uh, original memes. Just anything. Just every fit picks every of day in Texas where the high is under seventy degrees, we should post on okay. on on reads. Okay. <laughs> yep. I'm, I need to give you the that, keys so that, we can start that, doing that our mirror be like selfie. at least seven posts before the end of the year. Should we start doing like mirror selfie Sundays or something and start taking submissions from people? Yeah, maybe toss them on the story. Call yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, until then, we'll probably just be window shopping online for a bit. Always. All right, Barrett, it's been fun. Um, Hey, everyone out there, have a really good Sunday.